You've been traveling for days now, maybe weeks. The sky and the sea have been the same color since you left. It's strictly by the grace of the navigator that you believe that you are going the right direction. And then one day, as the ice and mist finally recede to reveal a surprisingly lush green island, the island of Arahalan. Well, it's about bloody well fucking time. Nolsk? I Captain. I think this is our stupid fucking island. Ozier! Yes, sir? Put your fucking boots on. Yes, Captain. What do we gotta find again? So this is gonna be kind of a kind of a special game for us. We're obviously we just finished up JD's last campaign, which was great. The the dimension of the Technomancer, and um, we're bringing characters back for the first time. So we're gonna do our normal introduction episode that we usually do. But on top of that, we have to do a little bit of explaining, I think. So if you want to go listen to season three where Grieg and Nulsk come from, that's recommended but not required. We'll try to fill you in on what you need for this episode, but Sox is adorable and he eats a bunch of faces. <laughs> so check it out. It's great. That being said, who do you guys want to start with? We can start with either, either the new character in the party or one of the old characters. Who wants to start with stuff? I feel like we should start with the new character. Just so That same. makes sense yeah. to me. Okay, cool. No choices for you. So, Ryan, uh, introduce us to Ozir. So, Ozir is uh, a paladin. He has glowing eyes, a helmet, a worn holy symbol, and a bulky body. What's this What's this holy symbol before you get too much farther along? I'm curious. Also, helmet, bold choice. Bold choice. Uh, I'm, I'm getting there, <laughs> and it, it, it is. Uh... So the the his holy symbol is a non magical chunk of the black gates. So that that perpetual cold. Yeah, it, but it's not like because it actually is a chunk of the black gates is a magic item in the book. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find that and it it is not that. It's it's just like like a rock essentially. I really like it as a. Like the Catholics have like the saint, the bones of saints that they like keep. And like, I feel like very rarely are they actually the bones from an actual person that they claim it was right. Like this is a, this it is could a black very rock. well just be a drop. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's basically just a chunk of obsidian. Uh, sick. So yeah. Uh, Ozir, he worships the black gates because when he was a child, his family was attacked by bandits and assumedly slain. But Ozir's death was postponed by priests of death. Uh, so Ozir was killed, but his life was returned to him so that he could serve death. And so he was trained in a temple to be their uh, sword in the real world. The helmet that he wears is his death mask. And he always wears his death mask. So it's not a helmet so much as it is like a, a hammered bronze mask that just like sits on the outside of his face. Fuck yeah. You described that before. It's really creepy and cool. Yeah. It, it's like a, a cheap version of like King Tut's mask. And then his glowing eyes, when he was killed, his eyes were removed. So he sees as a gift from death. So he sees the world as a dead place. His alignment is lawful, and yeah, that's pretty much what I have for him right now. What is it? Uh, say what lawful, the lawful alignment oh, is. Oh, it's uh, deny mercy to a criminal or unbeliever, which in this case means somebody who is actively seeking immortality or the already undead. Got so it. Somebody who's, so cool. Yeah. So the reason that he's been sent out into the world is because... Pythia is actively stealing souls from death to create a big gate into the real world. 
um, specifically dragons, uh, and he is out to redress the balance. So he's out in the world to kill powerful things so that hell doesn't come to Earth. Wonderful. I will have powerful things for you to kill. I'm looking forward to this. Sweet. Uh, is there anything else that you want to add before we go on to Greg and Nulsk, who will probably be addressed as a as a pair and then individually? Not really. Not right now, no. That's, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah, our our returning tag team, the Dream Team, is back. The boys are back in town. <laughs> boys are <laughs> back <laughs> in <laughs> town. <laughs> Do you guys uh, want to give a brief overview of who your characters are insofar as the podcast, and then we can kind of get into the specifics of each of your characters so that people don't have to necessarily, if they don't want to, go back to Season 3. But you should, because we have a Season 3 just for that, for you to listen to. That's what it's for. Uh, Z, you want to run it down? Sure, yeah. Uh, hi, I'm playing Grieg. Uh, Grieg was a, a, a simple young man from uh, from f- from far-off lands. The Gauls. The Gauls, as it were. Uh, swampy areas. Season uh, four. Season, yeah. Um, <laughs> season four, if you, if you happen to uh, peruse that. He was from there originally. Um, he, he, there, there are still some, some un, unspoken reasons why he left. Um, if, if anyone ever asks, it's always because socks, his, his weasel companion told him it was time to go. He has a, a pretty positive, uh, well-to-do demeanor. Uh, let's just get into, I guess what has happened for plot points lately. I'm also a ranger that should be said, hang on, let me look at these. The, let me run you down in the, the more traditional sense in case this is your first time encountering Grieg. Uh, I have a wild body. I have sharp eyes. I have a, a hooded uh, hair with a little scruff underneath uh, and a ragged cloak. I obviously have my weasel companion socks. And, you know, I'm good. I'm halfway decent with a bow and arrow. The, it should be noted as well. Some things have happened to me. Uh, I am covered in, like, uh, like scarred kind of tattoo markings of different ancient elvish gods i had kind of a a a a singular experience with them and they have imparted themselves on me i am in some ways the living word of the the, kind of the last receipt of these ancient gods trying to will their way back into existence in some some way in my journeys uh for those of you who have not had an opportunity to listen to season three i was the first mate of captain eyeless I made my way there uh, just due to my cunning and ability uh, on a ship. Uh, we, we sailed together for, for quite some time. We were, I think we could call it good friends, um, definitely cared for one another. We worked under King Hrodgir, one of the dwarven Jarls. One thing led to another, you know, as, as it does in, in, in great dungeon world fantasy. We ended up sailing uh, towards the Tornrack, these... Uh, murderous skin wearing elves uh and we got in a in a great battle that uh saw the loss of our our dear friend Ilus but not before she imparted with me the knowledge of her god Duveruth the dew you should probably yeah. yeah the dove yeah you should probably write down Duveruth at the least dove yeah. abides. the dove abides so before she in, imparted me with the knowledge of her god Duveruth through a series of different things i became a follower of Duveruth uh, it was mostly, a water uh, dragon. Water dragon, indeed. Yep. The powerful Duve showed its face to me, made me a believer. That is when I took on the multi-class move to become partially a cleric, and uh, yeah, I started 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 following in the Duve's footsteps. After that, also got to experience yes, all these ancient gods in a in a creepy temple, and to say that Grieg is a little bit wayward. Post all of that, I think, would be a little bit of an understatement. Uh, Grieg has had uh, the knowledge of many, many gods uh, impressed upon his soul and his mind. Uh, so, yeah, I realize that's a lot. And I hope, uh, you know, if you guys just want to start here and don't want to go back, that it kind of gives you a small rundown. I don't think details hopefully will details will always enliven the experience. But hopefully, you know, you don't feel like you're missing out. And I'll try and ever speak to something if it comes up. Nathan, do you feel like uh, it, they need anything else from me at all? Your weasel. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, the most important character. Yeah, how yeah. the fuck, dude? Well, I mean, <laughs> at, at a certain point, you know, he's a part of you, right? You don't always talk about your left arm. Um, <laughs> my, So I, I have this beautiful weasel, Socks. 
he uh, is my my lifetime companion. Perpetually uh, covered in blood. <laughs> perpetually covered in blood from drilling into people's skulls and out in order to finish them off. He 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 he's someone who knows me intimately and uh, has has been with me for many many years. I will say, Grieg has said that Socks is the smarter of the pair of them. Um, he loves and respects this animal. But yeah, he's gotten me out of a situation or two. Uh, I the same to him. I'm excited for you guys to meet him or see him again. I don't really have anything else I, I want from you. Nilsk, is there anything you want to add about your mutual history? And then we'll we'll talk about Nilsk as him, himself as well. Yeah, I was just going to say that, I mean, that's pretty much the, the rundown on Series 3. But Nilsk was also a member of that ship. Uh, I cleaned the deck. That that's what Nulth did, and I killed things. <laughs> so that was my role, pretty much uh, during that during that uh, journey. Yeah, dope. Then yeah, uh, <laughs> tell us tell us about Nulsk. Well, Nulsk is essentially a demon from Pythia, which we've now mentioned uh, a couple of times. So a quick introduction to Pythia, if this is in fact your first series. Pythia is space hell. It is another planet somewhere out there where everything is awful and the the denizens of pythia are essentially demons trying to get like make their way to our realm and they can only do so uh through two means and it's it's a sacrifice of individuals or sacrifice of substantial substantial amounts of gold this has made dragons an ideal target, obviously, containing both living creatures of, of some note, as well as plenty of loot that they can that they can sacrifice. But uh, they'll make do with just, you know, a few hundred thousand bodies as well if they need to. And so Nulsk, um, Nulsk came over basically as an auxiliary or like as a scouting force. Uh, Nulsk was sent with um through through one of these like ritual uh, portals um that was created uh by the 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 ritualized murder of uh, many individuals um was sent over with this basically his his commander um another uh pythian like demon called Drigik. uh and as soon as they reached this realm nulsk basically saw his opportunity and basically sucker punched Drigik and cut his head off and is basically now desperate to stay in this realm because it is not a realm of suffering. This place is quite nice. Nulsk really likes it here, and he's terrified of going back. The only problem is is that he has to uh, maintain his, his substantial form here, and the only way that he can do that is by killing. So by continuing this ritual and keeping the magic that keeps him here, that he, that transported him here going, he has to um, kill, uh, which is why I am a slayer. That's the class I'm playing from Grimworld. So that's basically that that rundown uh, for my, my normal look. I am, so yeah, I'm, I'm Nils Compithian, obviously. Uh, I've got four milky eyes um, without any kind of pupil. Uh, I've got spines on the back of my head instead of hair. I wear strange leather clothes, and I have a scarred body. Uh, I also, yeah, I've got, you know, weird hands and such. And I've got, like, what, 13 tongues? Is that what I decided? Uh, and then some of those got cut off, so now they're, like, little little nubs. Yeah, I think you lost one of your, like, prehensile, like, jaw. Oh, things. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so I've got, like, right mandibles, um, like mandible kind of jaws, and that got cut off with some of my tongues. So, yeah, I'm very scarred up. Uh, I've I've had a rough life, but uh, yeah, I am I am evil, but I've interpreted that more as like desperate. Um, in that the the evil alignment for the Slayer is slay an undeserving creature to set your thirst. Yeah, I picture Nolska as essentially like trying to be good, but it is in his nature that he is in fact this like demon from hell, and he has to kill to stay here. But he's he's desperate to do so, so he's willing to do it. Do you guys want anything else? Do you think I should cover? Nothing comes to my mind, I don't believe. Oh, I do still no, carry around the head of my commander. I guess that's noteworthy. Oh, that you get that as like an yeah, option. Yeah, it's like too. it's like one of the items for the slayer, which is cool. It's a trophy from a recent kill. So yeah, that's uh that's strapped to my my clothes. What happened to the librarian? Man, I was actually going to ask about that cuz one of the other things that the slayer gets is old friend, uh and I named him Anapra, who was like the ship's kind of librarian and source of knowledge and map maker. I don't know, what do you guys think? I mean, our ship basically got fucked up 
Yeah, the ship went down. I'm not sure Anep would have made it out of that battle. No, yeah, I was kind of picturing he was dead, which is a shame because I really liked him. Yeah, he was kind of cool, but he he went he died like he lived high, high as fuck. As fuck. <laughs> yep. No, uh, I think with that move, like at some point, I think if we can establish an NPC that will fill that role, that would be cool with me. Um, that way, I can still make use of the yeah. move. But I think we can let that happen kind of organically, if that's cool with you. Yeah, that's that's totally cool with me. Um, there's something that I believe needs to be addressed, I guess, before we talk about flags, and that is what Greg and Nulsk have been doing since the events of Season 3. We're all pretty much in agreement. Harad Gear died, and his Jarldom, at best, went to shit. And so, it makes little sense for you guys to have stuck around and allied yourselves with whomever is trying to vie for the throne, whatever children are claiming noble birth, and all the other people who think that they should have power so Grieg, you have a you have a goblin who needs uh his bloodthirst sated and you also have nulsk following <laughs> so <laughs> wow that's that that's just mean that's unbecoming of you <laughs> see how low low you're willing to drop <laughs> just to just to try and get sucker punches in on the cutest boy in all the land yeah i've got a bloodthirsty crew yeah yeah uh, so <laughs> I would like at least at least one one thing that you guys got yourselves into, if not like just a general oh hell yeah outline of what you've been traipsing around doing. And this is to both of you, by the way, JD and Zach, not just not just Zach. JD, can I? I want to loft some things your way, see what you yeah, think. Yeah, man, throw them up. Especially more in the sense of like, I want to give you some concepts that I was working with. Uh, a, you're a part of my group, Nolsk specifically. I imagine coming by work is tough. Secondly, you always call me captain. I imagine that any captain of a ship with his weight would be like, why the fuck does the freak call you captain? I'm the captain. So I imagine <laughs> that we we found some jobs that were less than satisfactory <laughs> and we got into some more shit. Like, I don't know. I was, try- I was trying to think, and I want to toss this up to you because I feel like you're more creative. Like, what disaster of a situational boat did we get on top like get on and how it how it went totally sideways because of course it did because the only person that would put like hire us is a lunatic just imagine like uh did he just call you captain i'm not i'm not cool with that he's weird (laughs) i like that you're like i like they just say i'm not cool with that he's weird as opposed to what actually happened which is try to kill both (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) <laughs> people constantly think you're trying to mutiny it's just you've walked the plank so many times in the last few years we're gotten rather good at swimming socks <laughs> oh yeah i forgot that i'm like afraid of water too aren't i oh what situation did we get ourselves into that would be like noteworthy so we're still nathan your game is going to take place like still kind of in the north somewhere right so yes and no um hmm. all right that might the <laughs> <laughs> I see you chose maybe. <laughs> yeah. The, you, I, you, you guys are, are going to be geographically north and loosely associated with the things that are happening in the northern fjords. And if you stay in that part, it would at least be convenient for what I have, though not really necessary. The game itself won't be in like a frozen wasteland, though. Okay. It, it's going to be like, there's like a savage land is kind of my idea here. I mean, I I honestly had assumed you guys were mercs. Ooh, ooh, uh it's that or uh, JD. What what clueless rich person, or or like royalty, uh, did we like somehow sucker into letting us like work on their ship? Maybe I didn't even tell them about you, but they weren't smart enough to like try and sniff out that I was doing anything because they're just paying. Well, I think we can maybe even combine those two. <laughs> so maybe. Uh... Maybe there was a thing like we we hired on with somebody who was maybe trading with Frothgar. So Frothgar would be the only stable like Jarldom right in the north right now, which means he has a kind of a stranglehold on um northern iron and like the the way that dwarves can work iron which no one else can at this this stage where everybody else is still fucking using uh, uh bronze for everything. And so they're like coming down with a shipment and we're like, "Uh hey, you know, like you were like, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm 
I need to travel like down, like I'm, I used to be a first mate, blah, blah, blah. But this war is tearing everything apart. So I need to get out of here and mercenaries. I feel like, or, uh, merchants are probably pretty used to that, you know, and like you're an able hand. So he's like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll pay you a minimal amount. And you're like, uh, yeah, cool. No, no worries. It's definitely just me and my weasel. And then, uh, also I'm there and I, I think I just got discovered while we're like out to sea and that did not end well. And so you probably like woke up to like a big battle basically of, of me like fighting everybody on the ship. Uh, and then like maybe, maybe even like to the point where like the ship ran aground and that's what woke you up. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Cause it's like, I just assumed that everybody on the deck was trying to murder me, but I am, I'm a demon who's literally just there to kill things. So I was holding my own, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I probably got hungry and like wandered to the deck to like find something to eat. Yeah, something something very <laughs> something really dumb, yeah. right? Like I just woke up in the middle of the night and like left the room where I'd been like sleeping under your cot, like curled up under your cot. <laughs> I was going to say it was the old never leave the barrel. And you left the right. barrel. <laughs> you wake up, the lid of the barrel is just laying on the ground. Yeah, like, oh fuck. shit! Yep, shite. Yep, yep. That's exactly it. <laughs> so I think I think that's what happened. We probably ran aground somewhere, and like you know, if the if the dwarves are in the equivalent of like Norway and stuff, like maybe we made it to Denmark. <laughs> yep, <laughs> like that. Like we hadn't made it very far. Like we're like two days in on this journey. Yep, that seems that seems exactly like what happened there. So since then, I think we've just been trekking inland, trying to get away from the problems of the waters, because obviously this isn't going to work. I think that was the last that Grieg saw that as a sign to maybe go away from the sailing life for a little bit. Good and bad news, but uh, there is at least there is at least <laughs> something. Uh, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah, bonds and flags. Since we've been talking about Grieg and Nulsk for a hot minute. Uh, let's talk about Ozier. Bonds and flags, or at least basic ideas for those things. Okay. Uh, so my flags offer me a solution that requires I allow a foe to live. Attempt to make me see the beauty in the world through my deathly gaze. And then for my bond with Nulsk, while he is Pythian, Nulsk could prove an ally in the grander struggle against Pythia. And then I'm still kind of working on one for Grieg. Because, like, I see most people as dead already, like walking corpses. I don't see Nulsk as a walking corpse because he's outside of the normal s- scheme of things. Mm-hmm. And to that same, Grieg has the souls of hundreds of gods, like, imprinted on him. I don't think I see Grieg as, like, a normal human being either. If you saw things in, like, a heat map, I assume that Grieg would be a bright light, like yeah. a flare. So my first instinct was uh, the paladin's just basic uh, Grieg's misguided behavior endangers their very soul, but I think it's more complex than that because I think Ozier is worried that he, maybe not even worried, the potential exists that he, he'll need to kill Grieg so that Pythia doesn't break through. Well, I, I actually like it on the other side of things of like the potential for Grieg to, you know, become a powerful force or something. Like if you're carrying around this many dying gods, like the last words, in a way it makes him an extremely powerful figure, but also has the potential to like try to circumvent death if you wanted to go that angle. How about something like uh, Grieg needs to release the souls that he holds? I need to, I would like it a bit more actionable or personal. Yeah. I, I need to make him. Yeah. I have been trying to convince him. I, other than that, I like the basic idea of it, but I would like it to have a, a, a guideline for you to follow. You know what I, I mean? I need to convince Grieg to release the souls he holds? That's, that's How do you fine feel with about me. That, Zach? That's fine. You probably badger me then. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is great. I I like that on a I I I would like because this is now establishing our kind of connective tissue that you've bonded with us and Grieg likes it because you're a hard ass, but he wishes you wouldn't talk so much. <laughs> I like this a lot. I like I've, I like the idea of the Death Paladin being the one that doesn't shut up. He's <laughs> like the talkative one. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to that a lot. It looks like Zach's still thinking about his about his stuff. JD, do you have do you have flags and bonds for Nolsk? Mm, no, not exactly. I kind of want to talk about stuff because I want it to all change. I do know what I think mine is going to be with Ozir. So my bond with Ozir is one day, and this is just straight from the Slayer book, 
Uh, one day the time may come to slay Ozier. I don't think I like you or trust you. That's interesting. That's an interesting paradigm here because I would think that you would be totally down with somebody who's trying to keep power away from Pythia. Mm, yeah, but I like the idea that there's something inherently like within me that is telling me that his like he's wrong. I'm sure he. I'm sure that Ozier is a dick too. <laughs> That's really it. He's just, just a real, a real butt. Dick. Yeah, just a real. Butt I don't. Guy. I don't actually know. I guess you could be a totally I, I nice actually, guy. Yeah, I didn't picture him as maybe being a dick to Nulsk strategically. I think he is a dick. I mean, like he, here's a guy who's going to convince like villages to commit mass suicide because it it literally is for the greater good like look god that's my dream look guys <laughs> hell is literally going to come to earth but you could all kill yourselves now and be rewarded with paradise and we can just like you don't have to have hell and you help like you're helping your mud farmers just come on <laughs> <laughs> there's some good mud over here <laughs> <laughs> Just got a mouth full of like earthworms and mud. We're doing just fine. Uh, so, so yeah, that's that's my bond with Ozir, and I, I I'm not exactly sure how that'll like manifest itself, but I think it's I think it'll be really cool to play off of. Yeah, cool. I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah. My old bond with Grieg was that Grieg has seen me at my worst, which is probably still the case, obviously, but. Not sure it's super relevant. My old one with Eyeless was that I can always count on Eyeless to lead me to a kill. I feel like that might be where Greg's going to slot in now. The way that you guys have seemingly been traveling around is Nilsk is, or I'm sorry, is Grieg is going a bit more out of his way to take care of you than Eyeless was. Eyeless was in a station where she had power to facilitate you a little bit. Grieg and, Re- right. Grieg and you are more or less on the same level, but Grieg has to go through more hoops to get you to safety, keep you safe. I would like a bit something a bit stronger than leading to you to a kill, right? Like if there's not a friendship here, there's almost a kinship that you guys are sharing that I think is a bit stronger than that implies. Yeah, I think I agree with you actually. Um I can tell you what mine is. I I told Nathan, I think I'm just going to go with it. With Griegs with Nolsk? Yeah. Nolsk is my second closest confidant. Oh yeah, that's real good. <laughs> I was going to say I also have Ozier's, I think. Which is, I'm tired of hearing about Ozier's morbid god and his futile quest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, Nolsk, do you have a, another bond? I don't know if... Um, uh, I have a bond with socks. <laughs> Has it changed? So I was going to ask you guys about that. Do you want that to have changed off camera because i'm interested in one potentially so my old bond with socks was that socks is staring again it wants me dead but i'm actually kind of interested in in having that have shifted in our like travels together so that the new one would be socks shares my thirst for combat (laughs) (laughs) i i love it yeah i think that works all right cool so we'll say that that yeah that that like changed off screen uh in our in our long long time together and now we're bros like recognizes like <laughs> kill recognizes kill yeah i'm actually gonna maybe ch- socks shares my thirst for eep, blood oh yeah oh yeah uh what's gonna be my one with greek um oh uh what if it is um greek is my captain which is a very important role here <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> i do like that a lot i doubt that you had a, what would be called a family in Pythia or fr- right. or friends <laughs> or really anybody who cared about you we i mean we have like we have we have uh like a brood mother and yeah a brood like broodlings right which are like our brothers and sisters from the same litter but it's not a close relationship in fact many of us like as as younglings like eat each other or kill each other before we're out of the nest so I think that like captain is about as the best word you have for what that would be for mother <laughs> like, <laughs> friend I mother I actually find way funnier <laughs> god damn it damn it I'm not I'm not your mom yes I know Eyeless was something like your mom I'm not your mom dad mom <laughs> damn it we haven't done flags yet right we have not. I was just gonna ask you. Do you, what do you have for your flags? Very Nilsk? good. Uh, they're bad. I'm gonna change them. So let's let's just go around the circle. If you guys have some other ones, so I only have one right now, and it's just defer to my authority. Because yeah, I'm I'm really interested in putting Grieg in that position where he 
is deferred to, and if you guys push it, I think it'll be fun. Not so much that it's something that Grieg wants, but something like meta that I think <laughs> I think it'll it'll be a interesting dynamic. So that's that. Now you and then as a shorthand, usually like one for character and one for class. So. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, you've evolved a bit past a ranger. That was why you had a thing about socks. Yeah. Right? So maybe have something either about the living word stuff, which we are loosely calling a class, where whether or not we end up getting to mechanize it is secondary to that. Or um, I guess I guess there's a question here of how you're going to play Grieg, because Grieg is a mishmash of things, yes. both, both literally and, and uh, in-game. I kind of... So... In the last series, Grieg had had a failed healing of Nulsk. If you recall this, he basically just crushed a shard of ice into his wound, right? I wouldn't mind something trying to encourage Grieg to heal, especially since he's probably gun-shy after that. And I'm trying to think of a more direct way to say that in a flag. What about, like, encourage me to unleash the divine side of myself or some something, something along those lines? That way it's not just limited to healing. Yeah. I like that, yeah. In- Encourage me to tap into the divine. I think that actually hits that, a few notes, yeah, which yep, is... Yep. Love it. Yeah, and I think that uh, that definitely presents an interesting narrative way in which you guys have to try and interact with that, being as you're probably not that into it, Ozier, and Nolsk is, do the magic stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about it being so cut and dry or like him him you know how how jd comes up with creative ideas to engage with that flag uh sweet this is why i leave it up to you guys to answer all my questions for me jd have you thought more about nulsk spawns uh so my old ones were um try to tease out information about my life in pythia and then attempt to use finesse so i can barge in i think i'm gonna keep the try to tease out information one because of ozir's presence and obviously i feel like you're gonna be able to hit that and it'll be cool and we never really did in the last game yeah, more opportunities is never a bad mm-hmm. thing, especially when you guys are kind of oppositionally opposed. Like, I think it could lead to some cool character moments. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 you know it's note that it's like attempt to tease out information. Like, it's not something that Nilsk wants to talk about. Um, but I think I want the other one to be something more along the lines of like helping me when I'm weak or struggling with my well with my substantiality here with my presence here like with the magic that keeps me here well here's a, an interesting thing what you want to do is kill something and send it to Pythia so that you can stay here right yes what Ozir wants is explicitly the opposite of that wait what do you mean so your the souls that are happening in your transaction are going to Pythia oh 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 yeah yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's a good point and which is what Ozir doesn't want so you could have yeah. something like let me get the killing blow which actually means something in this game huh that's interesting. yeah it actually do- that does have some stakes attached to it yeah what about like uh, maybe step aside so i can uh sate my thirst yeah is that cool right that's, yeah, that's cool yeah 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 step aside so i can obtain catharsis cool with me is there any other part of character discussion you guys want to touch on? Anything that we have forgotten that you noticed before we move on to, like, the plot stuff? I Nothing comes to my mind, but I thought I'd check no. with you guys before we go ahead and do it. Mm-mm. Okay, cool. I have just a few questions, and uh, hopefully you guys can just go kill big things, and that's all I want. So, Yammer Lamb is... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I was just waiting for, like, why is he called the Bubblegum Prince? <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't give you guys another sweetened angel situation. So. <laughs> okay, okay. First question: um, Yammerlam is a territory to the northeast of Rodgar's Jarldom, separating it from Frothgar's conquered land. Ozir, what measly pay for aiding in driving the warring factions from Yammerlam did you take? What was your real reason for going? I.e., what big bad were you there to kill, and how did you do it? Yammerlin? Yammerlam. Um, I need to think about the measly pay, but previously, outside of recorded games, we have established that there is a vampiric presence in the north. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think that Frothgar has made a deal with them 
And I was there because vampires are a big no-no. And so Ozier went there following rumors of this, like, vampire lord who he was attempting to hunt down. Um, the measly pay? What if it's, like, some really shitty land up here? That's what I was actually just thinking, was that, like, these people were like, we don't, like, because of all this civil war, our lord is dead. You can be our our baron or whatever. But the, you know, the castle's decrepit, like, dilapidated, falling apart. There's not even, like, a roof or, like, a bed to speak of. There's, yeah, there's, like, nothing that would ever grow here yeah, anymore. It, it's, yeah, it's rocky ground. I mean, this is the fjords in the north. The people are sick. Uh, so he went up there thinking that he could, like, maybe establish himself and, like, become a bastion to continue a war against the vampiric presence in the north. And what he found was, like, oh, God. <laughs> I've, in, like, inherited... A burden. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is this is awful. I I like that a lot. That's really cool. So I think you accomplished slaying a lot of vampires, but I don't think you got the big bad just because I'm I'm changing my changing my tune. I think you missed I think you missed the Lord. Yeah, no, that's cool. Uh what is his name? Or what is their name? Valtteri. That was great. How did he how did he escape you? We'll we'll stick on this for a minute. Just because I'm really I'm really into this. Because I think I think you could probably train the people of the of Prodgear Splinter and as well as the Yammerlamians to how to kill vampires or at least yeah you helped them enough as far as that goes but i think this big guy was up to you so i think in the midst of combat with Valtteri he worked some sort of blood curse on me that any damage that i caused to him would be reflected back on me and i managed to like stab him in the side but he's like in, essentially immortal and far more resilient than a mere human so where my blow crippled me he was able to escape I I would I uh, make a note of you have a vampire's curse I don't know if I'll ever do anything with that but it's fun that's definitely spicy Erahalan is among the most famous of the Cyclopean kings. Subject of many tales, he was unable to breed. So he split himself into five parts and so had five children. To head, he gave his great arms to Laharis for his hot breath. The people of Yammerlam, more furry than hairy, claim to be direct descendants of the Cyclopes. Specifically, they claim that their tribe descends from Erahalan's favorite child, Dojol. Nelsk, what of himself did Erahalan impart to Dojol? And why are they now the subject of so many of the Cyclopean fables? Specifically, in, uh, contained within this, what in this story actually gripped Nulsk? Oh, I, gotta, I don't think I gotta unpack some shit here. Yeah, if that if that was a bit of an info dump, but a lot of these are imp- require that whole thing. So I can answer any questions with that. No, that's all good. Um, so Erahalan is the king in this myth. Right. He split he he split himself into five pieces, giving his children a part of himself. I've listed two. Yeah, one he gave his breath, one he gave his arms. So my first impulse is like something that's sort of like obvious or whatever and is like his sight, his vision, his eyes, whatever, but that's boring cuz it doesn't feel in the same vein. I'm going to say his stomach. He gave Dojil his stomach and yeah. and subsequently, so why is Dojil the protagonist of so many of these popular stories and what about them gripped Nulsk? Um, I think that maybe these people like consider your your soul is to be like within your gut so like your, that's really fun your your gut reaction is the way that like your spirit is telling you to do something so like you think with your with your head and with your mind you feel with your heart but your spirit is in your stomach I like that a lot and in comp- I, st- I didn't explicitly say this, but in the, in the myth, um, Erahalan split his soul into five parts. I like that his favorite child got the place where his soul lives, right? That's really neat. And I think that they, like, he's a popular, like, folk hero and stuff because they can celebrate him by feasting. Oh, and that's and that's why Nosk would get in on it because they'd tell all these stories right before food. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> And I, I kind of like the, like, statuary or little figurines of, like, a, a Buddha-like cyclops with, like, a big belly. That's really fun. 
For the record, all of these cyclopes in my mind look like Captain Caveman. I don't cool. I don't really I don't really know why, but yeah, they're all like they're all like thing like hairy things with just one big eye. And this one just happens to be like particularly fat. Alright, so Krieg. None of the political things surrounding Yammerlam really matter to you. Not really. You've come to Yammerlam because you hear the voice of Erahalan, begging to be made whole once again, saying he can grant any wish of yours. What what will you ask of the Cyclopean king after you slay his five children? I have an idea for you, but I only want to float it after you've already said an idea. I kind of want to see what you're thinking to see if I'm on a similar path. So tell me what tell me where you're at. My, I'm floating around a couple ideas. Uh, mine is a selfish one, but only from a character perspective. But I think it's because Grieg would go that direction is to keep Nulsk here without the need to kill. Mm. I'm actually super into this idea because it gives it gives Grieg a little bit of a practical like nature to himself that that and and it also doesn't make it so fucking like precious to him i want i didn't want it to be super precious i like this yeah he he is he has said he has a way to to keep nulsk here without him having to to slay because of our bond because um you are my closest confidant so i think i could say we are friends uh it's it's a real pain in the ass when he has to go off killing people uh and sometimes Sometimes I think your thirst has also gotten us in in a... I think that's probably what got us in our last little bit of a problem. If I may take narrative reins, you were stuck in a barrel for a while. Oh, yeah, that's pro- that's a great point. And so, yeah, you probably told me that, you know, you didn't feel right. And I'm, I, I know at this point that that's the cue of needing to kind of establish, reestablish the bridge... And I know what that leads to. So I believe Arahal and spoke to me and kind of, you know, reached out and placated to my needs. If I could, uh, mutually beneficial. I like that a lot. That's really fun. Ozir, what of himself did Arahal and give to Igthot, known in stories as the Valley Maker? And what is said for a weapon for one who wields trees as easily as pole arms? So the gift was his eye. And the, I think it's not weapon, it's weapons. Um, he's the valley maker. It's a giant hammer and chisel. Oh. Um, he literally is the valley maker. He like carved, or so the legends go. Like the eye gave him the like vision, and he carved out this land. He saw the world as it was supposed to be. Yeah, I love that a lot. Fuck, this is cool. Okay, Grieg. Pimir is the child of Arahalan that he has repeatedly warned you of. Speaking of their great wars in the south and the blood they shed, bringing the Cyclopes that much closer to extinction. What of himself did Arahalan impart to that which brought such a blight to his people? Yeah. Um, they, he, he gave him his ears uh, so that he may, he may hear everything. And this was not a gift so much as a curse for Piamir. Because Piamir could, in fact, hear everything for miles and distances. Great. And so he lashed out. Yeah. Imagine hearing the heartbeat of a child three miles away. <laughs> probably can't sleep. He probably has to get himself drunk or unconscious in some kind of way in order to sleep. So he's like the, the ang- like, you know. He's, he's, he's the drunkard. Yeah. That's, I like that. Yeah. No one, you know, and they're just like practical like things. Like he's never been snuck up on. Yeah, but he's also heard what everybody thinks about him. Exactly. Nelsk, as the three of you travel to the island that is said to be the final resting place of the memory of Arahalan, that being all that he left behind. How do you sake your thirst? You said that we're traveling there, and it's an island, so I'm assuming we're on a boat, right? You're on a boat, and I assume we even rented space on the boat, huh? You know what? I think we took some gold from the from like that that last merchant vessel that we were on. We probably purchased uh condemned men, like men who are going to be executed anyway by by like the Yammerlanian state or whatever, you know, by whatever kind of authority there is there and we're like, "Oh, you're executing these people for desertion or whatever." Like, yeah, here's some gold. We need them. Yeah, there's probably probably deserters, but also probably prisoners of war. Right. Um. This is, yeah, 
Yeah. It was just a question I thought needed answered, and I knew it wasn't going to have a very good answer. No, I don't like a, it. A very settling answer. Yeah, fuck. No wonder Grieg wants to like rid himself of this burden. <laughs> yeah, I I like that a lot. I think it I think it paints the Slayer's problem as a bit more than a, a a fun thing. And what's even worse is like you know that like I'm picturing you know I think especially after so after the last uh, episode the last event <laughs> uh greek realizes that he needed a solution we were, we were on these journeys and weren't killing people and i think that's part of it and then that's why he settled on this right but he doesn't want it to happen unless it absolutely has to and so like the idea that i'm like going through withdrawal and like freaking out and like needing to to kill something and he's like not yet hang in there <laughs> you know like yeah just until definitely. the very last mm-hmm. minute to actually let me like sacrifice one of these one of these condemned uh people. Fuck. How does Ozir feel about this? Also, can I just say, God, Grieg's life sucks. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I just like felt all the way to that. I was like, this sucks. This is uh, why I'm so fucking humorless now. Like I was like, there's no I there might be jokes still, but it's all cynicism. It's just all cynicism. Yeah, we should clarify for sure. Grieg's not okay. He's yeah. not doing so hot. Yeah. It's pretty cute though but every time every time Nils kills somebody and socks rolls around in the blood. <laughs> <laughs> Just splatting his paws on his paws Just on like his belly. Hopping around in the puddle. <laughs> oh look, he's drawing that symbol he always draws again. I'm on the this is going to be somewhat morally gray. <laughs> Some somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> when you can't even convince yourself that what you're doing is the right thing, you're just trying to convince yourself it's in. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's just <laughs> it's too much for the old boy to bear. <laughs> Anyways, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, what does Ozir think about this? Um, I think it took a while. Ozir is not a terrifically smart human being. Um, he's not as dumb as Amar, but he's close so i think it, it took ozir a while to sort of like he realized that nulsk was a pythian but i mean so long as people are dying he doesn't really care why the ends justify the means but then when he realized that like oh wait a minute these are like blood sacrifices to pythia to <laughs> we were really quiet about it right like, yeah we didn't tell it i probably told you something <laughs> like he has to yeah and, you know like didn't give you the intricacies of why he has like, to. Ozir would be perfectly fine hanging out with Nolsk if he was a like a psychopathic human who like yeah he has to kill people or he goes insane. It's like all right, like <laughs> who among us? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then he realized that it's giving souls to Pythia, and so there's a, the sort of mental gymnastics of realizing that Nulsk could be useful to Ozir. So long as the balance is maintained that these are just like inconsequential souls, it's fine. But when it comes to something bigger, Ozir might definitely have a problem with it. Ah, gotcha. Juicy later. Also, Wow, that feels terrible to say, doesn't it? As long as these souls are inconsequential. It, <laughs> it was... My insides cringe real hard. Mm. Great job, Nathan. That was a good <laughs> one. <laughs> I invented God for the soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> In case anybody wondered if you were the good guys, no. Last question, then we'll 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 set the scene. You guys can get into the thing. Gozir, for safe travel through the ice and cold, a Yammerlanian witch offered to enchant your vessel for safe travel. What weapon to be found on Holland's island did you promise her in exchange for safe passage? How much do we know about the, the like, children of Holland? Like, are these myths that are well-known in this region? Yes, they are They are well-known in this region, and I think Holland would have been the protagonist of that play that we saw in the in the Dimension, for example, I think that he's one of, if not the most famous of the Cyclopean kings, if he was a real figure at all. Gotcha. So I think it's 
that Era Holland was reputedly a powerful magic user, and that it, most of the like myths or carvings or paintings about him show that he wields a staff that was essentially like a really tall, thin birch tree where, you know, I like the birch, the white birch, it like flakes off. So that's what it looks like. I'm imagining like cherry blossoms as you swing it around, like that sort of iconography. Yeah. Isn't like the, isn't like the, like birch trees form those little like circles on their bark that kind of look like eyes too. Ooh, yeah, they do. And like the idea of like his staff actually like the birch tree like blinking. This all sounds really, yeah. really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's neat. Cool. That's like all the questions I have. We'll do one open. Or murder. <laughs> I, was gonna, I thought it was freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Just a giant flaming demon comes out of his mouth. Um, I want a fourth leg for me weasel. <laughs> and no, not that one. <laughs> Fully functioning weasel. That's my punk <laughs> band. <laughs> Next up, dad jazz followed by fully functioning weasel. <laughs> Acoustic set. (laughs) (laughs) You ruined fully functioning weasel. Why'd they ever do that? They sold out like Green Day. Um, uh, (laughs) Ah.